everybody, what's up? I'm Sarah the Rebel, and this is my brand new show, Women Wrestling Friends! Yeah! It is definitely not the WWF. That's not what, you know, it's just a coincidence. No, no, not at all. That that has the same letters. Pay no attention. Uh, if you've never seen me before, met me before, followed me on Twitter before, hi, OMG, you should probably... I apologize for everything that's about to happen to you. Uh, I am just this girl, you know? I play video games, I like wrestling, I write... Um, I've actually trained as a wrestler at Santino Bros. Um, I made it past the beginners. I was halfway through intermediate, and then I was like, well, I don't know, we'll see. We'll see what's going to happen next. Uh, it might, might be some changes. But anyway, I decided, uh, I used to have a podcast called Woman of Podcast, and I decided to make a new podcast about wrestling since I talk about it so much. And you know who I talk about wrestling with? My girlfriends, such as Tamara Brooks. Woohoo! Hello. Hi. Welcome to the show. Uh, every week I'm going to try to have a special guest or guest host, and this week it is Tamara. Tell the people a little bit about yourself. Uh, I also do the writing. I, I occupy that whole nerd space that a lot of people do. Occupy. Occupy. Uh, and uh, I like Wonder Woman a lot, and also I like wrestling. So. I really do like to imagine that your Bumble profile is like, I like Wonder Woman a lot. A lot. It's true. <laughs> More than you do. Yes. Oh my. That God. is fairly accurate to most people. My horn was a little off-center. In case you're wondering why I'm wearing this stupid New Day horn, yes, I am a fan of the New Day, but more importantly, I'm having a terrible hair day. Not as good as a New Day. Bad hair day. Hiding it with a horn. I wonder if it has a light. No, I don't think this one has a light. No, I'll wear the one by light next time. Yeah. Um, it's just shiny. Yes, it's just very, it's very beautiful. I'm sorry if that annoys you. So, this is the first episode of the podcast. Uh, what I imagine will happen on the podcast, I'll tell you why I say it that way in a moment, is I'll talk about whatever the latest stuff going on in the world of wrestling is, and I'll talk with my guests about uh, what they have to do with wrestling, and then, I don't know, I'll probably add some fun segments about Total Divas, because what is that show? Uh, however, I don't have this set in stone, so if you guys have any input or suggestions or things you'd like to see, please tweet me. I believe the handle is uh, Women Wrestling F, um, probably, I think. I'm I'm 90% sure. Well, there'll, there'll be a thing in the below. Right, you just search just, if that doesn't pop, just, you know, give, know. A, give a little look. We'll, we'll fix it in post. <laughs> fix it in post. Yes, in the description, yeah. I'm sure I will remember mm -hmm. to put that information. Uh, you may be listening to this, however, and then you will never find it. <clears throat> Sorry about that. You're, you're industrious people. You, you can do it. No, it's I dead. believe in you. I believe in you. This is also going to be a theme. Anytime tomorrow's on the show, <laughs> she's going to be your optimist for the evening, yes. and I will be your pessimist for the evening. Indeed. Um, if, if we were just binary characters from a, you know, temperament standpoint, uh -huh. I'm Superman to her Batman. Yes, correct. Mm -hmm. I'm the Batman. I'm the one that, like, she'll something nice will happen, and she'll look and be like, oh, isn't that inspiring? And my eyes will just squint. Yeah. What is, what's the game here? Mm -hmm. What's going on? Yeah. I'm Batman. I gotta throw a boomerang and do some tests. Accurate. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> <laughs> I am the darkness. Um, so first, because it's our first episode, I thought it would be interesting to talk about what got you into wrestling and your first favorite wrestlers, and even your first least favorite wrestlers, if you remember. Ooh, okay, so I first started watching wrestling because it came on after cartoons, and so that was a <laughs> nice block of like, oh, look at these, you know, safe, a similar, you know, good versus evil kind of struggle. Very athletic people happening. Sorry to interrupt, but yes. we do have to talk about this. What? Oh. There's a Jetsons crossover? Yes! I just saw the thing today. Okay, yeah. So, the, okay, so, okay, so. <laughs> the, the plot of this Jetsons 
WWE direct-to-video movie <laughs> is that somehow George Jetson, whose job theoretically should not involve any of this, <laughs> finds the big show uh, cryogenically frozen somewhere. As you do. As you do. <laughs> and so then he's like, oh, the future, this is kind of cool. And then he finds wrestling and it's World Robots Federation or something like that. Something but the like, W is silent for robots. Yeah, it's robots. Robots. And so the big show is like, no, wrestling's for humans. And then proceeds to take over the world. Like, literally take over the world. Like It escalated quickly. Very quickly. And so now George and his family have to go back in time 100 years to find actual people wrestlers to fight him because there are no more people wrestlers. Oof. Go watch the trailer. Just let, let that wash all over you. Just let it... Um, and there's always a girl. Alicia Fox yes. is our girl in this one. Oh, and she's such the girl. Yes. She's so the girl. At least in that surfing movie, Paige is the girl, right. so it's not as bad. But Alicia Fox as your girl is exactly what you Yeah, expect. and uh, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins. Roman Reigns had a line in the trailer that actually made me giggle. Yeah. What was it like? We can get our hair done later or something, something like, that. like that. Something yeah. like that. And um, it was just <laughs> really funny. I wish they would be funny. Sheamus is also in. I don't remember who's it. Yes, Seamus is in it. You're right. Yeah. It's Seamus. Um, Mr. McMahon is in but, it. Yes, yes. Which is the weirdest thing because you notice that his voice is weird when he talks as a human, but he looks like his voice. Yes. But in every cartoon, they make him look a little younger. Mm-hmm. And so then his voice sounds like he's been smoking for 80 generations. He's been smoking since the dawn of time. Yes. <laughs> like, just really just bad right bad. in the womb. Is this is in the womb, so you were like, what is happening? And that, you know, mm. Sorry about it. <laughs> sorry about that. Anyway, continue. So oh. it came on after uh, cartoons. So yeah, so it came on after cartoons, and so I used to watch that there. Um, I felt like, I fell out a little bit, because uh, I'm older than you. So <laughs> Way to bring it up. Yeah, I know. Well, because the Rockers broke up, that was a thing that was a real problem for me. Because that was like a delineation of like, like it was a betrayal to my tiny young heart. My tiny young heart had a betrayal. (laughs) So uh, yeah, so that was kind of like my big thing, and um, and so I used to watch Glow as well, and Mm -hmm. like because they also reran it a couple of years after it ended, Um, and so then I like left for a little while, Mm -hmm. and then I came back went uh, just in time to see The Rock. The TV just happened to be on. I think I was probably watching Next Gen or something, and the TV happened to be on, and then there was wrestling, and I was like, oh, who is this gentleman? Who's this man? Yes. And so then I, that was when I kind of started watching again, and I was like, this is very different from what I remember as a wee child. As a wee, a wee babe. babe. A we wee both babe. said wee babe. This is why we're friends. Yeah. Uh, so who was your, who is your favorite wrestler of all time? All time. Um... And you can go through the thought process if you're like, oh, favorite wrestler of the Attitude Era, favorite yeah. wrestler of this. Um, I mean, I, I really did like the Rockers at the time because they were so flip. Like I, one of the things I like the most about wrestling is just how athletic everybody mm-hmm. is, and it's really impressive. Like, I mean, this is stuff, this is some straight comic book hero stuff. Like, it's yes. people doing crazy, like, death-defying, like, high-jumping stuff, and it's just really fascinating. Um, so I liked the Rockers. Uh, again, betrayal. And then, um, <laughs> oh, you know what? Undertaker has the best gimmick of all time for me. Like, it just, it's 30 years. Yeah, especially. And it never gets old. Right, especially, I know for me, we've talked about this on my other podcast. I like terrible people, like, as, for boyfriends. You know, like, I like Scar, I like Jafar, mm-hmm. I like that demon in Legends. So for me, as a little girl, 
the evil undead guy kidnaps the princess. Repeat. I was like, this is the, yep, this is everything I wanted. I like that one. Mm-hmm. The one with the hat. Like that. that one's for me. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Taker's like best gimmick of all time. Even though there's some other good gimmicks. Um, I mean, obviously I like The Rock, obviously. Uh, I did enjoy John Cena's wigger phase. <laughs> um, I'm a little sad that he doesn't freestyle rap anymore. Oh, uh, I miss jorts. Um, jorts. Uh, what do you like to say about Enzo Amore and John Cena? And, oh, yes, that you can never destroy the wigger facade. It just, like, lifts and travels and lands somewhere else. So Enzo was basically that part of John Cena that they tried to kill. But he came back stronger and better because it's like, I'm Enzo Amore and you'll never stop me. Um, just flew out, flew right out and landed in his soul. It's kind of like um, in, in Dragon Ball when, like, like Majin Buu, like, it's just, like, a different form. Like, that's... Give I wonder who's anyway. going to be next. I, I shudder to think. I, who, who knows? Did Maybe you have a least favorite spend. wrestler? Somebody you hated watching? Oh, who did I did not? Uh, I don't know how many, if I'll remember them, because I might have just suppressed Right, like, I memory. hate you, so I don't waste Yeah, like, I might have uh, literally just suppressed I mean, I will say that the Divas era of ladies wrestling was real hard on me. Real, real rough. Real, real rough. Because it would be like, it would be like three ladies that really, really had great skills, and then everyone else was just TNA. Oh, um... Stacy Keebler. Stacy Keebler. Oh, I was not into Stacy Keebler. I was uh, real happy when she got sent through a table. Oh. <laughs> like ah, yeah. just scratching itch. I didn't even know I was feeling. Cause it's a like uh, it's kind of similar to what Brie Bella was for a while, where it's mm-hmm. like you have. It's not like you're fucking terrible, <laughs> but like you're not as good as these other people that aren't getting over just because you know, you look good on a poster. Right. And that was like, that's bothersome. Like, the time right, has like, been there for a long ass time, just sitting there being good and not being able to wrestle. Right. Like, back in the day with Sable and Luna, it's mm-hmm. like, Luna did not look beautiful to the vast majority of people, mm-hmm. and Sable did. And Sable was terrible, and Luna had to spend her days just carrying her through every match. Yep. Uh, and that's what she had to do because Sable was prettier. Anyway, yeah. we'll, we'll have yeah. a whole episode sometime talking about the transformation and and some of the greatest women wrestlers of all time. We're definitely going to do an episode on that. Somebody write that down and maybe tweet me so I don't forget. Uh, So how I got into wrestling, uh, my first memory of it is being a little kid in a friend's house, and they were wrestling. They had a a Hulk Hogan. One of them had a Hulk Hogan doll. One of them had another doll. I don't remember what kind of doll it was. And when I say doll, I actually mean little pillow person. They were Mm. were like this yay tall pillow people. And I loved Hulk Hogan. I remember thinking that as a five-year-old. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I want Hulk Hogan to win. And um, just like in a normal wrestling show, the winner got to hold my hand. I was the prize. Five-year-old Sarah. Why are kids so creepy? They look at you, they see what you're doing, and they imitate it. So don't be creepy, or kids will do what you're doing. Anyway, moving on. So I remember being a really big fan of Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. And then, I, like you, I stopped re- watching wrestling for a while. And I, too, came back around the time Rock appeared. It was very mm-hmm. close to that time period. But for me, what got me back into wrestling was China. Yeah. Xena was on around that same time, and I saw China, and I was like, who is this glorious warrior woman who not only looks strong as all get out, like actually looks like she can fight, but is also treated as being sexy, mm-hmm. which normally women who have more masculine features and that look muscular, muscular mm-hmm. the joke is that they're not sexy because they're manly. They yeah. want to flirt with you, but you don't want to flirt with them because, ew, gross. Like, that's kind of the jokes in TV shows yeah. and movies. So that's the trope. 
Right. Very fragile men vote. Um, but China <clears throat> wasn't that. She got to be tough and strong and sexy. And as a little kid, I was like, yes, all of this, I'm in it. And then I loved Mankind and I loved The Rock. And then stuff got really weird. I love Jackie as well. Mm-hmm. Stuff got really weird. I remember distinctly an episode where they were all wearing bikinis. Yeah, they had a mm-hmm. lot of like weird, like, like you win the match by stripping your opponent, opponent down to... yeah. So I kind of stopped watching just because I am a girl. I didn't really want to see no, other girls, no. you know. Yeah, I, I, that was about the same thing, too. Like, I went through, like, a three-year period where I'd watch them really, like, a lot, and then I just couldn't... I couldn't... Right. You know, like... So I got back into wrestling really recently mm-hmm. when I realized I'm an adult with an income, and I can totally afford to buy the WWE Network. This is not paid for by the WWE Network, but WWE Network, if you want to pay me for saying this, holla at you, girl. Get on that influencer train. Right. Uh, WWE Network really is awesome right now. You pay $10 a month, and you get all the backlog, and you get all the pay-per-views. The only thing you don't get is the episode the night they air, um, so that's, like, the one downside. Yeah. Um, but it really made sure that I was able to watch everything, because I rarely had cable once I got into college. From, from college... To now. In fact, I still don't have cable. My roommate has cable, and I watch his cable. So without WWE Network, I can't say WWE Network. This is what I've discovered from doing this podcast. You can. This is going to be a long few years. You can do it. I believe double in double you. Double 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 we don't have uh, transition names for the segments yet. If you have any suggestions, please send them to me. In my last podcast, we would always say the name and then make it sound. Mm-hmm. But we don't have those. So we're going to just probably Jamaica Airhorn mm-hmm. between every section for this As episode. you should. But if you have suggestions, please do share them with us. So first, I want to talk about the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. It was held in San Antonio on Sunday. I was there, y'all. I got to go. It was very exciting. Um, I worked on the WWE Slam Crate while I was at Loot Crate, so I ended up being able to get tickets, something I never thought I'd be able to do. In fact, this was the first year I'd ever gone to a WWE show. When I was 10, my brother uh, got to let Eddie Guerrero ride his lowrider into the arena, and he got free tickets, but I didn't get to go because I was a child, and you don't let children go to cool things. Why would you? Everyone else is taking their kids. Somebody's paying $200 to put their kid in that little quarter section so they can high-five John Cena. Mm -hmm. But my cheap-ass family... Okay, it's fine. Uh, I'm not upset about it or anything. Mm -mm. So, I never got to go to a show. And again, the same time this idea of I'm an adult and I can afford to pay for WWE Network came out, also I'm an adult and I could just buy a ticket to a show. So Imagine that. Imagine. So I've been to uh, two Raw shows, a live show, and now my first pay-per-view, which is Royal Rumble. So I was very excited. First pay-per-view, and for it to be the Royal Rumble, which is one of my favorite kinds of pay-per-views, was really, really cool. <clears throat> We're just going to edit that phone noise out. Sorry. Everyone, if you could please turn... I should probably make sure I don't have any alarms in my phone. My phone just vibrated. Oh, it's because this guy's sending me um, inappropriate videos. Wacky inflatable yes, it's yeah. the wacky inflatable, you know what? Tube man. Tube man, that's what we'll call him. Yeah. Yes. Much like Bailey. Anyway, <laughs> kids, moving on. Uh, it was in San Antonio, got to go for free. Mm-hmm. I didn't know where my ticket was going to be as a result. Mm-hmm. 
And I've never been to the Alamodome, so I'd, I had no idea. Even looking at my ticket, I was like, I don't know how to read. I don't know which one of these various numbers is the one I have to look at. So I get up there, and I'm like, hey, I don't know where my, t- my seat is. They're like, oh, you're over here. Uh, I was in a suite. It was pretty sweet. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> it wasn't cool because I was really far away <laughs> from the ring. I could yeah. only see uh, the giant Jumbotron screen. That's the uh, monkey's paw of it all. It's like yeah. dope-ass setup. Real far away. But the benefits were pretty awesome. You don't have to like balance your nachos and your drink in your mm-hmm. lap. You have a little table area in front of you. Free drinks, free food. I had ribs. I'm going to tell you everything I ate. Ribs, sliders, chili, uh, hot dogs. Chips, beans, salad, greens, beans, beans, greens, yams, tomatoes, potatoes. Um, no, it wasn't no, those no, things. That's the reference either. to a meme. Uh, <clears throat> fridge full of beer. They had wine. I was just, they had these cookies. The cookies taste like the Alamodome pays people well in the kitchen. That's how the cookies taste. Uh, so that was really cool and um, feeling fancy. Made up for not being able to see, but I had to go home and like watch it. Uh, on the WWE Network to really get my full enjoyment of the show. So, let's talk about our feelings and thoughts about the Royal Rumble. Uh, do you want to go, uh, like, match by match? Do you want to do overall thoughts? Yeah, let's start with the with the matches, just really kind of brief. You saw more of the pre-show than I did, I think, because yes. I had to get to the thing. Yeah, I, um, so it started out, I believe the first thing was the three-on-three uh, SmackDown women's teams, and it was Naomi, uh... Becky Lynch and Nikki Bella on one team, and Alexa, Alexa, Alexa Bliss, and I don't know why I always was Nikki James in there. Nikki James is in there, okay. and also Natalia. So you know, face versus heel, pretty standard setup. Now, what I loved about this was it was basically a Naomi showcase. She yeah. looked so. Good. She deserves a push so bad. So good, so bad. Her entrance is fly as fuck. Mm-hmm. She was flipping all over those rings, doing like bouncing she off the really stuff. She is really strong. I can tell you, as someone who who like wrestles, that I have so much more appreciation for how freaking strong she is than ever before. She springboarded without a running leap over the top rope to land on on them on the outside. I was just, I was super impressed. And if if the WrestleMania match is not her and Bliss, I will be. Something I pointed out before with her prior matches with Naomi is when they throw little people like Carmella at her, it looks really unrealistic. Yeah. Uh, it just it looks like she should be completely dominating them because she's so strong and has all of these abilities. Uh, but Alexa, because she's she's got a good muscle base, even though she's shorter and smaller, I have a much easier time believing that they're actually able to fight each other. So I'm really happy that they're finally giving Naomi a chance to shine. Yeah. To glow, if you will. To glow, if you will. Now, um... Related and unrelated, I'm just going to throw this out. If they ever call Ember Moon up, a Ember Moon Naomi tag team called Moon Glow. Make it happen. Oh, Moon right. Glow. It's so beautiful. It sounds like a like one of the horses you would own as a child. A pretty one. Mm-hmm. If you're a girl watching this, you know what we're talking yes. about. Cool, cool, cool. Um, so, yeah, so that was actually a pretty, like, it some really uh, surprising things. Nikki didn't do a ton in the ring. Um, it was mostly... You know, other people's storylines since theirs is kind of fresh. There's some stuff happening. It just wasn't, she didn't get as much of a in-ring thing as I was expecting her to do. But she was doing some heel stuff around the outside, so. Now, was it tag teams next? Um, I believe it was tag teams. Next. So, next. Cesaro and Sheamus 
and Anderson and Gallows, yeah. or as I call him, Big Gal, because I'll never get over that. Thanks a lot, Enzo and Cass, for giving me uh, fake names to call people in my head. I, at first, was mildly surprised that they lost the... Oh, you know what? Let's have a thing real quick. We, if we are ever talking about a show on, like, any of the episodes, spoilers. There will oh. be spoilers if yeah. you haven't watched uh, it. I should say that. Um, yum. <laughs> so, the belt changed hands. Uh, Gallows and Anderson actually won I'm happy that they did it because I feel like it's really hard for you to make me afraid of heels if the heels are constantly losing well then they're not really that intimidating are they like Anderson Gallows were brought out and then they mostly made them do comedy which really didn't work because they were going against the New Day I guess they thought they had to but no you should have been the stoic scary dudes just like the Wyatts were who make all the fun and games that the New Day did seem trivial and um, unimportant. And instead they tried to play that game, it yeah. didn't really work out, and then they moved on to this new feud and they kept losing, and it's like, well, why are you even a challenge then? So I'm really happy they finally were like, oh no, these guys are, are better wrestlers. Yeah. Um, they, <laughs> there was a bit of a cheat, the win, because they, they had the trunk grab, but that's, that's fine, because that's what heels do. And there were, you know, some good uh, good moments in it, some strong flying. Um, it amuses me to no end that Cesaro is still taping up his shoulder, even though I don't think he needs it. Yeah, I'd um, love to know. It's been like a year and a half or something. I don't know That's how tape works. Long... I've had tape on me once, and I was like, this is the most magical experience. Yes. It... How did you just tape me? And yeah. I feel better. Yeah. <laughs> but you're not supposed to keep it on for more than, like, two days. And I'm pretty sure you maybe shouldn't just be taping your I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a medical professional, so what do I know? Um, uh, disclaimer, we are not medical not professionals. professionals no. We are, in fact, not experts in anything. Lies. Not experts at all, except, like, Wonder Woman. Yes, I was going to say, we're, we're experts in our own fields of various things that probably shouldn't get I'm not a technologist. Time. I'm not a mathematician. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> not a brain surgeon. Not a brain surgeon. I'm not a rocket surgeon. I'm not a glass maker. Neither is my daddy. Nope. That's a joke if you're from the South. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, so that was pretty solid. Um, next. After I'm trying that, to remember who came out next. I think it was Charlotte Bailey. Yes, it was Charlotte Bailey. Um, this match, I think Bailey looked a lot better than she's mm-hmm. looked in previous matches with Charlotte since coming on to Raw. Yeah. Bailey, um, she's, she's not as polished as we're used to seeing matches look with Sasha and Charlotte. Even though there'll be plenty of um, botches in a Sasha-Charlotte match, they never look like they're anything other than one of them hit the other too hard. Yeah. Whereas with Bailey, it sometimes looks like she didn't do a move right or she didn't know how to do something or she missed a cue. Mm-hmm. And I, I, maybe that was just nerves because yeah. I didn't see as much of it in this match yeah, at all. Yeah, pretty clean. Um, she had some impressive moves, like, you know, some, some dives. She did one of those little uh, neck twist things out, out of the... I don't know what they're called. Mm. With that sort of description, I can't help you. Was she, it a, a scissor one? Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, while Charlotte was out of the ring, she was in the ring, so she, like, went through the middle, grabbed her, and twisted her. Oh. So that was a pretty good It was hard to see all of this, because it was really far away. (laughs) So, yeah, so that was a good-looking maneuver. Um, so, yeah, it was pretty solid. I I was really happy to see that Charlotte did a moonsault into the ring, because every time she does a moonsault out of the ring, I scream into my hands if I'm watching live. Like, I have a really hard time, like, no, I'm gonna die! Not the face. Not the face! Uh, yeah, so she's, you know, and I mean, Charlotte always She's super athletic, and she can pull off a lot of crazy shit. It's interesting that they're just keeping this pay-per-view thing going with her, just having her win all of them. Yeah, it's, uh, 
Uh, I'll be interested in seeing how that develops because currently they don't quite, they're not quite using utilizing all of the women all the time. Um, and they also seems to only ever be like four or five active at any given point in time, possibly due to injury. Yeah, I think um, Raw has like six women out with injury or something uh, like that. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how that develops in the future, especially if they like get like Asuka or somebody else uh, who's kind of on that precipice of, you know, launching out of NXT and then right. back onto the roster. So it'll be interesting to see where she lands. Right. Because but, right now, you know what? I'm not really, personally, not feeling Charlotte Bailey feud at all. Nah, not really. Um, I think they should have had Sasha turn heel and have her go against Bailey. Um, that would have made me much happier. Yeah. Um, I wonder if uh, Dana Brooke, I haven't seen her in a second. I know she's still there, but I feel like yeah, she's Yeah, she's doing... actually not injured to my knowledge. No, so... I think she's on, um, main event. Oh, okay. Happen? Yeah, I, I think she's just not on, currently on Raw. Not that she's not a good wrestler, but they only ever have one spot for women. And... Right. Uh... Yeah, her and Bailey was something that I was actually enjoying. I think they were getting better and better. I think they're more on each other's level as far as their movesets and... Yeah. Uh, how strong they look. Mm -hmm. I think that would have been something that could have been built on if Dana Brooke had more of a personality than just, I'm a mean girl who follows Charlotte around, which they didn't really And they never really fully did the Dana turns on Charlotte, which I was Mm -hmm. expecting. Um, I guess maybe they're trying to stretch it out because they only, again, have so many women on the roster. Right. Um, But they're both, you know, strong. Strong. Yeah, Um, Nia and Charlotte I don't enjoy because Nia can't speak. And, and sorry, sorry, Naya and, and Sasha. Yeah. And Sasha should be a heel. Sasha being a face doesn't work. It's boring. She doesn't have anything to talk about because it doesn't fit with her personality. She needs to be a heel. Or and... even a gray area. Like, you know, like sometimes you have the, the, the heel talkers, uh, she but they're needs not. To be a heel. Personally. We, well, can, yeah. we can disagree. We can't disagree, but I'm just saying, like, like, she should at least say jerky things constantly. You know what I'm saying? So even if yeah. she's not, like, straight out heel, like you know, hitting Bailey with a chair or anything out of nowhere, she's at least, uh, you know, doing something a little, you know. I want her full-on heel. I don't like, I need her to be the boss again, and yeah. she's not the boss. She's just yeah. beating down chick that gets, uh, is basically jobbing to Nia Jax. Yeah. And then, unfortunately, Nia Jax, who's this awesome monster heel, opens her mouth and sounds like she's about to go get her nails done at the mall. And like, Sasha, I'm going to kill you. What? Why would you let her speak? She needs a manager right now to be like, this is my mean-ass bodyguard, and she's going to fucking kill you. And don't let her talk. You ruined you ruin the whole thing. Because then we got Sasha talking as a face, which always sounds not very genuine. And then we have Naya speaking as a heel, who sounds the like her voice does not match her intimidation factor at all. And it just makes for uninteresting content. I don't like it. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason why Brock Lesnar doesn't talk. I mean, there's a reason. He's not, he wouldn't have that much to say. Anyway, um, and yeah, so we, yeah, I, uh, just mentioning briefly, uh, Nia and Sasha is just a ragdoll thing. I mean, yeah. look, there's some extra stuff, but it's like, there, it's kind of like the how Braun Strowman went on, like, way too long without any opposition. Like, if you're not going to use Nia to introduce another, like, you know, sort of uh, heavyweight woman, if you will, like, division divisionally speaking then kind of what's the point right you know like it just goes on too long for me I, I just wrap it up right it's good. It's yeah it's like we get it she's going to just keep beating her up yeah awesome fine cool 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 cool, cool, cool. uh so next i think it was uh roman reigns and kevin owens with jericho in a shark cage <laughs> i'll be honest kevin owens roman reigns matches they don't do a lot for me this um, one's good 
but this one was good. This one was good. And, you know, sexy pinata. Sexy pinata hanging up in there. It had an extra long scarf on. Yes. And d- maybe even double scarf. One for, one for comfort safety. Scarf. Comfort scarf. The comfort scarf. Um, I really thought he was going to Rapunzel it and, like, put the scarf down, get the keys in the scarf, mm-hmm. pull it up, and get out of there. But instead, he threw something down. Yeah, some, some brass knuckles. Brass knuckles. Mm-hmm. Those funky mm-hmm. knuckles. Um, when I, and the storytelling of this particular uh, match was really great. Because somewhere in the first, like, three minutes of the match, Kevin Owens builds this pyramid of chairs. A chairamid, if you will. A chairamid. Um, and you think, oh... But can throw Roman in there. Right. Doesn't happen. Doesn't happen. It, happens. it keeps almost happening. Yeah. Doesn't happen. So, oh, you know, Kevin's going to get, he's going to get thrown off the top. Nope, nope, doesn't happen. And they go all around the ring. They go through like three tables. Mm-hmm. They hate each other. The back was a bunch of, like, just crazy stuff. And then all of a sudden, see, some people forgot about the chairman. I forgot about the chairman. And then Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens gets put into the chairman. into the chairman. Yeah. And Hoisted as- by his own patata. I literally was like, oh my god, that was the best writing, that's the best booking I've seen in so long. And my friend next to me was like, it's genius, you set up, you set it up, and then everyone forgets about it, and it's like, oh, do you remember the chairman though? It was yeah. so good. And I'm a little disappointed that Braun Strowman I'm a lot of disappointed that Braun Strowman came in and messed it up. I am. Um, I almost feel like the whole point of that was because, I don't know, to get, get him put through that table in the corner a lot more forcefully, I guess. But, I mean, Kevin Owens is a strong dude, so it's, I don't... Right, I have no idea. It's um, weird. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Mm-mm. I feel like they had enough players on the field. Yeah. So, I thought it was very strange. And then, Raw came out, and I got it, because it was actually part of a plot that nobody knew about, because it was mentioned very briefly. We'll talk about that when we get to Raw. Yeah. But I still, now knowing that, still don't like it. Mm-mm. Uh, so uh, there were so many other ways to do what they wanted to accomplish with it. Yeah. But hey, Roman got hurt. We all love to see that. And Jericho was rescued. The princess was saved from her tower. I wanted them to care. They never will, but I'll always hold out hope in my heart. Um, next was the best match of the night. Yep. AJ Styles and John Cena. Who would have thunk it because yeah. we've seen it before and I mm-hmm. thought it would have been a little stale. AJ Styles is one of the best performers in the WWE yeah. right now. I'd say AJ and Cesaro are just, yeah. like, amazing. And I, and, and they, <laughs> I turned to the people when I was watching it and I was like, they're letting John Cena do moves. Because <laughs> it's not like he can't do them. Like, if you go back and watch his first match, it was against Kurt Angle. This mm-hmm. is before he had any kind of gimmick. He was wearing, like, proper shorts as opposed to as jorts. As opposed to jorts. Um, and so, like, you're like, wow, what happened to that guy? Well, he got real muscly and Vince wouldn't let him... Do stuff. He's like, you can do five moves, pick them. Yeah, basically. Pick five moves. And I also feel like I think it's harder, not as many, there weren't as many guys of comparable size that were as athletic. So I think some of the moves that they're able to do needs a lot of torque from the other person. So right. and they're I've, not as flippy, they can't. Right. I've heard that before, too, from different things that sometimes big guys can't do certain things simply because it would make the smaller guys uninteresting mm. as well. So that might have been part of it. You know, if if all of the big giant dudes were doing the things that the cruiserweights were doing, then yeah. there would be no point in anyone being excited about the cruiserweights. For yeah. example. Yeah. So. I mean, it's like, you know, Kevin Owens, like, very flippy. He's, you know, he's a big dude. It's very impressive. But I would still say he does flips that look like they match his size. Yes. He's doing yeah. frog splashes. Yeah. He's doing sentons. He's doing his rolling move that I can never remember the name of. He's, he's flipping, but in a way that looks 
heavy. Yes. Um, and, and so, yeah. He's not moonsaulting. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't want that. One don't day. give it to me, Kevin. One day he's going to moonsault. No, no me gusta. So AJ <laughs> and John Cena uh, just looked phenomenal. Ah. Uh, I'm not, um, I'm not ever rooting for John Cena to win, to be clear. But the story told in this match was good enough yeah. that when he won, I was like, mm-hmm, yep, yeah. great. Well, like, for sure, I was I expected him to lose and win at WrestleMania because John Cena WrestleMania. But then he went into the crowd as, there was a kid, and I was like, ah, make a wish. He wasn't going to lose on make a, you know, with a make-a-wish I'm not with that make-a-wish kid in there. You can't do that because mm-hmm. John Cena's for the kids. John Cena for the kids. For John Cena loves the kids. And and Minnie Bailey is for the for the kids as well. Yes. That's why no matter how she performs in the ring, I'm gonna support Bailey. Yeah. Because I kids. saw so many little girls dressed as Bailey as I was walking, not even going to the show, as I was walking to the hotel, and these were the people coming to the show. Yeah. And I was just like, We'll do this at you. You're gonna do it back. It's so exciting. Um. So yeah. I really, for the kids. Right. Yeah. And you gotta have that the kids, you know. But I felt like this match didn't feel like what a lot of Roman Reigns matches feel mm-hmm. like, where somebody won because they had to win. Yeah. It felt very natural. It felt like there was a good storytelling in it. It mm-hmm. felt like up until the end, I wasn't sure who was going to yeah. win. Uh, it didn't go on too long. Nope. It was just freaking great. Just just phenomenal. Wow. When At the end, when John Cena just rolled twice... And my friend was like, he did it effortlessly. No one ever talks about how strong John Cena is. I think people do talk about how strong John Cena is. But it, it still wasn't effortlessly. He rolls, holding on to AJ, stands up basically doing like a, a squat press mm-hmm. with AJ across his shoulders. And he does, he has a moment of struggle where it's like, God, you have it. And then he stands up and then he does it. He, mm-hmm. I was blown away. This guy's so strong. Professional. Professional man. Uh, yeah, so that was dope. Super dope. You guys AJ thick body. He ain't even no, slim. Yeah, no, he's not a tiny dude at he's all. He's not, with his soccer mom haircut. Oh. I love AJ as a yeah, heel, by the way. Yeah. Really he he definitely him. needs to just be in that heel space. Kind of like Edge. Like, you know, like, you liked Edge a lot. I liked Edge because of his face. Well, Let me be yes. clear. Yes. <laughs> but he was also good on a mic, and they never quite moved him. Like, any face moments with Edge was really because he was facing someone who was worse than him. Like, it was never, like, that's what I'm saying about Sasha. Like, Sasha, it's just worse. You're just the person that's worse. You know, so that's like that gray area. I wanted to hit Bailey with a chair. Well, I'm not going to lie to you. It'll happen, and it'll happen by the <laughs> end of the year. One day. Because there's only six of them wrestling. Give me my wish. I just don't know. No, they'll keep having the same people wrestle that's every true. single night for the rest of their it's lives. Because it's wrong. Anyway, I'm moving right. on to the next match was the actual Royal Rumble. Yeah. We're going to have 30 people in it. Uh, started off, I think it was great to start off with Enzo and Cass because you get the crowd immediately hyped and invested yes. and interested in what's going on. Mm-hmm. We're all yelling out the thing. It's good. Yes. I like it. It's good. Um, I don't actually remember who came out second. Was it Chris Jericho second? Mm-hmm. Guys, I'm not going to remember the order people came out because no. I was drinking beer by this point in time. Yeah. Anyway, a lot of people came out. We're yes. just going to talk about the highlights. So when I saw... Um, the first big person to come into the ring, I believe the first big one to come in was either Braun or Mark Henry. And It was Braun because I got real excited when Mark Henry came out, I think. So, I'm up in the suite, like mm. I said. I'm, I'm looking down. The ramp to the ring is incredibly long. It's, it's long. about a block and a half if you were just gonna, if you were walking down the street. It was very long. And I was thinking, wow, people are going to take a really long time to run into the ring. By the time they get there, they'll be exhausted and half the, the two minutes will be up. Mm-hmm. Crazy. 
Well, no. WWE planned for this and had a little golf cart there that they stood on, and it drove them. I've shared pictures on the, the women's wrestling video. But from where we were, we couldn't see that it was a golf cart. <laughs> so it looked like a Segway. It looked like these big, strong, tough dudes got on a little Segway and went, wee to the ring. It looked ridiculous. We laughed so hard we almost lost our voices. It was the funny, cause can you imagine like the first people they're like, yeah, we'll get to the ring, and then next people like, I'm a very big man on a very cute, adorable Segway. It was so funny. So yeah, it turned out it was a car, not a Segway. Nevertheless, everyone who took it looked ridiculous, and I was interested to see who was like, no, f you. I'm running. I'm not taking this. I'm running. Rusev was one of the big guys who ran. I also enjoyed that. Um, the two women who escorted their men, so uh, Maurice with the Miz and Lana with Rusev, mm -hmm. both walked out and then turned, and then turned around yeah. and were like, not in these heels, homie. Mm -hmm. I ain't walking a, a whole block oh. to the you, ring. You see these stilettos? Carmella mm -hmm. did walk down, but you she know she ain't never wearing heels. Nope. And she's not ever wrestling again. Oh. Mm, it's so I'm rude. not really sad about it. Uh, anywho. Anyway. So I there were quite a few... Folk that came out that people were excited for. Mark Henry, Braun. Ty Dillinger, that was, mm -hmm. that that was the biggest pop. Ten, ten, ten. Everybody just... Uh, I had a problem with Chris Jericho. Okay. I mean, I, I... Yes, it went to the plan that you expected of Chris Jericho, which was, he's going to be in there real early, and he's just going to slide under the ring. He wasn't... Just not be there for right. a second. Right. So many other people were laying in the ring, which still bothered me, but okay. But Chris was literally hiding outside of the ring yes. for 90% mm -hmm. of the Royal Rumble. He just wasn't in the ring. Yeah. Which is a thing that happens every once in a while. It doesn't usually happen that early um, and that often. There's been a couple other dudes who've, you know, like the Miz will do that, uh, you know. Not it just, it just feels unfair because it's like, okay, well, why doesn't everybody just go and stand outside of the ring? Jericho Wrestling, you have to give me thing. a little bit of logic, okay? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think they should have had him in there a little bit more. Um, but part of the problem is, is that from that sort of strategy, usually it's the opportunist thing when there's only like a couple of guys in there and you sneak back in to try to help somebody get out and then someone looks at you and you scamper away again. But at one point, there was like 14, like 10, 14 dudes in there. Like more dudes that have been in there at the same time than I think I've seen in a really long time. Because what ended up happening was... They had a cluster of big dudes coming in towards the end. So we we're watching this and we we're like, why is everyone just laying? laying yeah, everyone out? was just laying on the in the ring. It really takes away from the drama and the excitement of yeah. the Royal Rumble when people are just laying there. Yeah. And I know why they do it, because the cameras can't focus on all these different fights yes. at once. I get it. But anyway, let's talk about the New Day real quick. Okay, yes. Biggie was the only person, I take it back when I said everyone looked ridiculous. Biggie was the only person who did not look ridiculous on that segue because he put his hand out and did the Queen's wave yes. at everyone. Um, Shout out to Biggie. I was like, okay, Kofi is going to get out pretty quickly. Uh, okay, well, Biggie is going to get out pretty quickly. Mm. Oh, no, they're going to wait for Xavier. I can't remember if it was Biggie or Xavier, which one came first. Uh, they're gonna, I think Xavier, Xavier came last. last. Yeah. Okay, they're going to wait for Xavier, and then they're going to knock them all out at the same time. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what they did. Yeah. And I was just like... <sighs> yeah, it was pretty frustrating. And Kofi didn't... Like, okay, so Kofi does amazing things. And it makes me really mad that they're never going to let him win a row. Just never like he's gonna go in for his like ten minutes. He's gonna get one incredible save, maybe two. And if you don't know what we're talking about, usually so the rules oh, of a Royal yes. Rumble 
are that you have to go over the top rope, mm-hmm. and if both feet touch the ground, you're out. So Kofi has kind of made a name for himself in Royal Rumbles for doing crazy things to keep from letting his feet touch the ground, like using a chair, yeah. like doing a handstand. Mm-hmm. So this year we were like, oh, what's he going to do? And what he did was he got up on the top ring post for no reason. No reason. Baron Corbin even didn't do a good job of looking at him like... There yeah, was... I think it looked like he hit his head with some chin. Before, anyway, he, before he did the drop, when oh, he was just getting yes. up there. Yeah. Baron Corbin even looked at him like... Why are you getting up there? Which did not help because the whole crowd is looking at him like, why are you getting yeah, up there? Yeah, what, yeah. what sense would this make for you to do yeah. if you're going to do it slowly? And then he was attacked and his thing to save himself was falling onto the ring post on his chest and then holding on yeah. and kicking his feet. That was, definitely wasn't as impressive as other ones and it had a less sensical setup than the yeah. other ones. So yeah. it was pretty disappointing was to me. Disappointing. I, I was vaguely disappointed that Baron Corbin lasted as long as he did because he's kind of boring to me. People love him right now. He's hot. I have so many guy friends who are all about Baron Corbin, and I'm just like, okay, why do I care about this guy? Yeah, I just, He's a lone wolf. <laughs> Arru. Um, I'm definitely stealing his gimmick when I become a wrestler. Yes, absolutely. Um, so, but uh, one of the things that I found vaguely disappointing, we're, all, we're talking about all the, the negative stuff first, there was not as many surprise entries. I, I felt like the, in the like two or three weeks leading up to it, like literally everybody was declared. They told us everyone who was going to be in it. Except for like two people. Because it was Ty and Roman, and everybody else, I think we knew was You're right. Be in there before. Every single other person we knew, you know, all the all the people who were coming back from the past had all been announced. Yeah, and that was like even if they even if they just announced Brock and uh, Goldberg and did not announce Taker, I would have preferred that because yeah, I then mean, we would have had an even bigger pop. It, yeah, it, you know. So um, we had Brock and we had Goldberg in the ring, mm-hmm. and then the next number was about to come out. And everyone thought it would be Undertaker. Everyone was so hyped. Everyone was on the edge of their seats. And it was Enzo. Yeah. And ev- you could feel the whole crowd. It was as if the air went out of yeah. everyone. As everyone just kind of went, what? Yeah. yeah. Like, who wants to see Enzo in a Royal Rumble? Yes, have him and Cass come out. Do the entrance yeah. thing. Have Cass in there, sure. But Enzo has been everybody's whipping boy this whole time. You think we want to watch him get whipped in the Rumble? We want to see people who we think have a chance to yeah. win. And I think if... if- if they had actually even made a run of it, like, oh, you know, they're letting Enzo actually get something done instead of being a whipping boy, you know, jobbing to everybody. But he was, the, he was the Santino of this time. He was in there for you know, 10 seconds. Not very long. Not very long. Um, same thing with Ellsworth, but Ellsworth at least was really funny and entertaining. But you don't set up the two really, really big guys mm-hmm. and then follow up with Enzo Mori. Everyone, like, lost interest for the next two minutes while they are like, all right, so when is yeah. Undertaker coming? And the second time in the evening that happened was when number 30 came out. It could have been Samoa Joe. Mm. It could have been Finn Balor. It could have been Seth freaking Rollins had Oscar. found a way to get back in. Nia it could have been any of the women. And it was Roman, Roman Reigns. Every, this is bullshit chants. We're ringing out. Yeah, I can bullshit, hear it bullshit. Then switch to this is bullshit. Yeah. And the crowd was so angry. But you know what? This is the genius of the WWE. I was actually happy that Randy Orton won the Royal Rumble because it meant that he defeated Roman Reigns and Roman Reigns didn't win. So everyone in my section was like, oh, well, he beat up Roman Reigns. That's awesome. Yeah, Randy! I had the exact not that reaction. I was like, oh, God. It was Bray and Randy and Roman at the end, and I just was like, uh... You know, like I just didn't... 
I'd have preferred Bray almost. But like then if you like if you run through it and you think about all the storylines that are currently going on, Roman's got you know another title defense probably. Mm-hmm. He's gonna be there already. Um, like I thought maybe Goldberg or so, might have went through it and won it, but then I was like, mm, that's already kind of set up out anyway. Yeah, I didn't think any of the old heads were going to win because it doesn't make sense to give them something when you can use this to enhance up-and-coming talent. Right, which, but they, yes, a, a, a great, bright up-and-comer, Randy Orton. Like Sami Zayn, you fuckers. He made it so far, I was so yeah. proud of him. But yeah, like, or even yeah, I can get yeah. why they did Randy Orton, though. I totally can't. But I wouldn't have been excited about him winning if it hadn't been for how angry I was about Roman yeah. Reigns being in it. So, so I think was, that's why they did it. That's very likely what they, what, how they did that. And it's just kind of weird because they've, I think the last like three or four have had vaguely lackluster endings based on like how hype everyone is for Rumble. Um, but good stuff. Uh, I did like that uh, Goldberg uh, really just, just knocked the crap out of Lesnar in like 26 seconds. I appreciated that. Um, if for those listening, if you hear a bell jingle, it's my cat. It's, it's, it's her cat. <laughs> my cat um, sits here. And uh, so I liked that. There are some actually really interesting moments, like when there was a, a tiny period where there was enough big man for Braun Strowman to fight. That was an interesting, even though they totally didn't I don't, use that yeah. to their full advantage. They really, but. yeah, they really could have done so much more with that. And the way Undertaker eventually got out too was just kind of like, oh, yeah. you you guys tease. Listen, if you're gonna bring Roman in. You guys tease that Roman, Brock, or Goldberg could have this face-off. Mm-hmm. And then, like, none of that happened, and it was kind of embarrassing how Undertaker was happened. So that, it was just all... It was very, wonky. Yeah, it was it was unbalanced. But there yeah. were some great moments. Yeah, there really were. Um, and yeah, like, you know, I appreciate Mark Henry going to that, like, mm-hmm. big show and Braun, which I thought was going to be more of a thing. But I, like, just... But, like, having that moment where it's, like... My favorite thing was, like... Big dude, big dude. There's like five big dudes like in a row, and like everybody who got laid out in the thing was just laying there and staring at them like, "What do we do now?" That was fun. I liked that. Yeah. Um, I was pretty happy to see Apollo Cruz in there. Yeah. I feel like they do my boy wrong so often. So often. It's like they, they really don't know what to do with him, uh, which is a shame because he's a great wrestler. Mm-hmm. Very very athletic. Mm-hmm. Um, I was also happy that when the New Day got knocked out, um, Sheamus and Cesaro immediately got knocked out right yeah. after thus establishing that they're not necessarily any better. Yes. I loved the part where Cesaro decided to swing everyone. Yeah, he's like, swing including Sheamus. And he was going to do it, and he's like, ah! And, and he, he hesitated, like, he's like, shit, I think I'm, I think I'm good. I think I'm going to swing it, yeah. Yeah, that was, was, that was great. Um, and then Sheamus and Cesaro had a little in each other's face moment. I was like, kiss, 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 kiss. Uh, but they didn't kiss. Next time. Next time, maybe. Maybe they can kiss. Uh, so yeah, so that was good. So they had some, some, some good solid sequences. Oh, um, Gallagher, Gallagher, Gallagher. there we go, that's how you say it, Gallagher. Oh yeah, his whole spot was hilarious. I was really excited that they let him in, because he's been doing really well. He brought his umbrella, does his umbrella have a name? It does, I I can't remember what his name is. I'm gonna look it up while Uh, I'm talking about Thank you. And he used the umbrella wonderfully. He was basically the Mary Poppins of wrestling, and if you don't think that sounds awesome, then you and I can't be friends. I kept referring to one of his moves as the Jolly Holiday, just because... He did a particular move where it was basically a low blow with an umbrella, and then he opened the umbrella. I believe this happened to Jericho. Yes, he did. And he spun it. Yes, that's... And I turned to my friend and I said, this is art. Yeah. This is, this is art. It's great. I, like, I, it, and if he continues to do that, then that should be called the Jolly Holiday. But <laughs> I just... <laughs> it's just great. Um, let's take it to anyone umbrella. else. Uh, what else was good? Uh, Miz got spanked. Oh, yes. That was... I, 
was vaguely shocked that they allowed that to happen on the Royal Rumble to a degree. I was vaguely aroused. Like, oh, I didn't know I had that kink. There it is. (laughs) Big E spanking the Miz. I'm about it. About about it, and 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 the Miz had some nice sparkly uh, trunks on, so that as really, usual, yes, that really helped. That um, helped sell that to me. And I would say overall, for for what I knew going into the Royal Rumble, I had predictions of who I knew would not win, and I was correct about every single one of those. My prediction about who would win, I held out hope that it would be Sammy. He did not win, but he got really far. He did. He got really really far. <laughs> Tried so hard and got so far. But in the end, he lost the Royal Rumble. William, the name of his umbrella William, is William. William, it's a boy. That's exciting. Yes. So speaking of um, <clears throat> Kiss yes. and things of that nature, let's move on very briefly. Let's talk about Raw and SmackDown this week because they had to deal with the fallout from the Royal Rumble. Yes. So some interesting things from Raw. First of all, the most interesting thing, of course, is Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe. So if you haven't been paying attention, Seth Rollins has been having beef with Triple H because Triple H came out and cost him a title by pedigreeing him and putting Kevin yes. Owens' body Whole over him. Whole side of beef. Whole side of beef? Mm-hmm. No lettuce. Mm-hmm. Uh, so during NXT TakeOver the night before on Saturday, which I also had tickets to, but it was complicated and I missed it, um, he Seth Rollins showed up at NXT and called out Triple H. Now, if you don't know why this is so interesting, because maybe you haven't been watching NXT, on NXT, Triple H is this benevolent kind of father figure sort of dude. He believes in the wrestlers, Mm -hmm. and he wants them to succeed, and he's been doing great things for the women wrestlers. And so going there and making him a bad guy had a lot of great implications that we then saw kind of a hint about what it means, which is he's been over there building an army of people loyal to him. He's trying to build the next Seth Rollins. So uh, during that match, Seth Rollins got escorted out. He didn't get to fight Triple H. So on Raw, Triple H calls him out, says, I'm here, what up? After Seth Rollins said some really rude things to Stephanie, like worse than normal rude. He said if one of her daughters answered the door when he came to their house, like well, implied it was... He said kids specifically because this is the WWE now, so we can't uh, talk about being the people's daughters. But still, I'm we know what saying. you meant, homies. We know what you meant. That was messed up. That I was... didn't like it. You don't bring people's kids no. into it. What do you think? This is the Attitude Era? Yeah, I, th- I thought she was going to slap him, but then I saw she's still wearing her ring, and I was like, oh, that's not She looked great in that ponytail. I am a big it. Stephanie fan because she's so good at being a bitch, and she's so good at reading the crowd and responding in a way that works the crowd, which yeah. some people can't do. Uh, even when they're great heels, if it, once the crowd gets involved, some of them don't know how to shut down or hype up a crowd. Mm-hmm. She does. Anyway, so Triple H appears in the ring. He's like, all right, I've been trying to be good. I've been trying so hard to be good. Wear my damn suits. Uh, and you know what? I, I give up. So Seth Rollins come out. And oh, no, Samojo just comes and just wrecks him. Yeah. Just beats the snot out of Seth. And puts him in a uh, sleeper hold and puts him in Go to bed. Go to bed. Shh. <laughs> um, yes. Pretty great way to introduce him to Raw. Yeah, that was a really good ending. And it was the end of the episode, so that was a solid solid ex- out exit point. Did you notice who was missing from Raw? The New Day. For the first yes. time in probably two years. That's true. The yeah. New Day were not on Raw. Now, I'm going to speak on it just a little bit because... They broke the records, right? They held the titles the longest. Mm-hmm. You know, we knew as soon as they broke the record, they were going to lose the titles. They did. Okay. But 
then it seemed the WWE didn't actually have a plan for them. No. And so they've been stuck in this feud with Titus O'Neil, which is really weird. Yeah. Like, how far the mighty have fallen. I mean, I will say that this is the best Titus has been on a mic with them. It's also true. So maybe that is the point of it. And like, they're actually putting Titus over. Yeah, they're mm. trying to put Titus over. Because, you know, he just needs to, you know, get in there with some... And they're, they're very good at, at bringing along people who are bad on the mic. Right. They, they, they definitely made me like to... I followed Titus after that. But I was like, dang, New Day, that sucks. Yeah. Like, at least let them just be a faction instead of a tag team then so they can go wrestle other people. Yeah. Uh, but okay, whatever. And then for them not to appear at all the night after Royal Rumble... Yeah. Uh, I was like, oh no. I would also like to point out, I don't know if this means anything, but everyone in the picture who had the belts when Big E tweeted out about black excellence no longer has the belt. Rich Swan no longer has a belt, Sasha no longer has belts, and the New Day no longer have their, their titles. So, But there are now, I think, 12 titles between all of the programs. This was when that happened. Yes, but I'm just saying, like, eh, you know, Wax and Wayne... And then maybe it's just like all the brown people will have every belt. You, so you believe it will come around again? Yes, too. it will. Yes. I all 12 of the brown people will have all of the yes, belts. because there's exactly 12. <laughs> and they will all get a belt every single one. It actually makes I mean, a lot of sense. It tracks. It does, it does. track. There's does. one black girl on every show. Yeah. She can, you know, she can get, get it. Yep. Uh, you know, there's, a, there's a, you know, there's, it, you can do it. It can happen. It can, it can work. And we have, we have, uh, you know, various other, like, Middle Eastern and other Yeah, belts, we can get so. Ginger a belt. Yeah. Just get in there. Get in there, Jen. Everybody get a belt. You get a belt. And you get a belt. And you get a belt. That's for everybody. Uh, there was a mixed tag match. Yes. That made me really happy. At first, I wasn't happy. I was like, ah, oh, that's weird. I don't picture Bailey together with Cesaro and Sheamus. Like, Bailey made way more sense with The New Day. Yes. And I don't picture Charlotte with um, Gallows and Anderson. And then I saw Charlotte with Gallows and Anderson. And actually, that makes more sense than anything else. They should be her little Aryan bodyguards from now on. Yeah. She likes to talk about being genetically superior. Walk around with these skinheads. Yeah. Basically. Perfect. It works, especially with all the stuff going on. Now you got a whole section of the audience who probably really dig that. Yeah, I'm talking to you WWE fans. You're probably not watching the show, actually, no, if you're no, one of those people. Likely not. You're like, ugh, what are these brown women doing on my camera? <laughs> Anywho, I think they looked, Charlotte and, yeah. and Anderson yeah, was, and Gals look yeah. great together. And I liked the sort of grumpy acceptance of Seamus in this whole thing, where he's like, group hug, and he's like, it was definitely like, something for the tumblers and the fan fiction oh, yeah. to have Bailey and Cesaro be like, yeah! And Cesaro had the streamers on. He's like, woo! And Bailey's like, woo! And Sheamus is like, fuck are you all. Yeah. And it was and he's like, no, I'm not doing the wacky thing. No, I'm, I'm not, not doing, doing it. And Cesaro's like, come on, look. He's okay. like, yeah, it's fun. He's like, no. And uh, how they do their little cheers for anyone who doesn't isn't keeping mm. up with it. Sheamus gets up, he puts his hands up, and no one cheers. They kind of boo him. And then Cesaro does it, and they right. cheer. And Bailey always does this uh, to get the whole section to cheer. So it became kind of like this weird little thing where the audience didn't know what to do. Yeah, like, it was adorable. Yeah. Because yeah. Bailey was doing her thing when Seamus went up, and then she like kind of looked at him like, why are people confused and looking at me crazy right now? Oh, I'm not supposed to... Okay, well, Cesaro! <laughs> <laughs> it was good. It was, it was that was nice. a good thing. I like it. I, I, yeah. Um, uh, Sasha got wrecked again, which I just... It's not very fun to watch. Fun to watch. Uh, Sammy beat Jericho. Yeah. I was pretty surprised that that Jericho happened. Jericho did some flippy-ass shit that I haven't seen him do in a second. That was pretty cool. I have to say, I truly admire how careful Jericho is in the ring. I watched that boot come to him, and he was like, not me. 
Not my face. <laughs> nope. And he took the boot and, you know, railed out, but it was, mm, mm, nope. No. Uh, on one of the, what did he do? Did he DDT him? Yes. And Jericho was like, hold up, kid. Then he didn't let him do it. <laughs> like, nope, let me get in the right position. So I just really admire how yeah. good, how, you know, these years and years of doing this have taught him exactly where he wants to be when something's mm-hmm. happening, how he wants to land. And it's just... and he's one of the only dudes of his era that not only is still wrestling, but has been wrestling this whole time. Right. So that, that he, he, he protects himself. Yeah. It's pretty great don't to watch. Don't just be taking boots to the head. Yeah, like, don't do no it. I wa- <laughs> who, who was it that I was watching that was just like, oh, it was one of the cruiserweights. Um, oh, it was uh, uh, Mustafa. Mustafa Ali, yeah. he just takes them. And it makes sense because the cruiserweights are much closer to the in- their mm-hmm. indie time. So you'll watch him just take these ridiculous bumps and, and like let himself get hurt. And then I think of Jericho who's like, no, nah, I want to do this for like yeah. five more years. Yeah, exactly. I want to uh, be careful. Um, what, do you think they'll ever move Kofi over to the 205? So some people were talking about this. They said that Kofi, because of his height, is actually too heavy. He's billed as 215, uh, okay. which is interesting because I feel like I look at Kofi and I could pick him up and I look at Xavier and I could not pick him up, but whatever. Xavier is billed as 205. Mm-hmm. Now, guys, if you're not very familiar with wrestling and like kind of behind the scenes stuff about wrestling, weights are sometimes and heights are sometimes kind of not real. Mm. You know, and especially because where you're getting them from, um, you know, maybe they don't weigh that much that day or that week. Mm-hmm. You know, people people fluctuate. So yeah. some people are saying, oh, Kofi's a cruiserweight because he, his style is a cruiserweight mm-hmm. style. And then other people are saying Xavier because his weight is a cruiserweight. And I can be honest, uh, Tony Nese and Xavier Woods would be something I'd be interested in watching. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know if they're, they're going to do it. They, sh- they should do something. Yeah, because I feel like they're... The way they have people distributed right now is a little bit off. And so um, it, just getting things interesting going, it would be it'd be cool to have... Or even just have, like, you know, mixed, like, raw 205... Like five on five or something like that. Just you know, mix it up. Mix it up. Make it fun. Uh, I do have to say the funniest part for me in um, Monday Night's Raw was when Enzo called out Jinder Mahal for being veiny, and then the camera guy zoomed in on his arm. Rude. Zoomed. So rude. I mean, I appreciated the zoom in for completely different reasons. But, you know... It was so rude. It was like, it's like, what are you talking about? Oh, these veins? These veins? These veins right here? And what also, what the reason I actually laughed so hard, besides the Zoom, was that the audience didn't really respond to the joke. Right. And I feel like I also am the same way, because we all got these veins that we're a little uncomfortable about, right? Like, oh, why does my vein do this? It looks weird. Why do I have this vein in my forehead that sometimes... So, making fun of Jinder's veins... With the, cr- with the crowd is probably just all for a moment like, I hope he doesn't notice my face. <laughs> Don't look at my arm. So I just I love that the, the crowd was not of that. No. At least This is the worst I've, I think I've seen Enzo Oh, I've seen worse. Really? The one where he well, was giving while, birth to a baby. Oh, that's right. That I forgot about this one. Yeah, that was pretty. I think putting Enzo and Cass on every week makes it very difficult it's for them to be, right, to, to be as... Um, Interesting as they can be. And it's also hard because they're not necessarily going up against other people who are gonna good on the mic. So it's like you're kind of running out of material. Also, this stuff with Rusev going on, it feels like it's forever. I actually like when Rusev talks back to them. I do too. He, Rusev is pretty funny. Like the time where he was like, why you gotta be Big Cass and Big E? I don't call myself Handsome Rusev. And yeah, I was like... That was solid. That was hilarious. But they don't do that enough because 
excuse me, that's not Rusev's personality. Right. Um, so that's a thing that happened. But also, again, it's that thing where it ends up being pancaked for like three months. And it's just... Yes, it is much more, less interesting when one member is really good and one member is just useless. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm really enjoying that they're pushing gender, though, and they're giving yes. him a chance to shine. It makes me really happy uh, because when he first came back, his gimmick was not good. And I was like, oh, no, why you do this race thing you always do? No, no, I'm a guru. I'm a guru yeah. who's really bad at being a girl. was not yeah. working. This yeah. is a much better fit for yeah. him. Also, he looks so leggy. I follow you on Snapchat. Yes. Love me. All right, SmackDown. We're going to go real quick because we are running out of time. Um, oh, wait, no, before that, we do have to say one last thing. This is a line that Big Cass said. Oh, yeah. You lollipop kids are, go- are gonna suck so much, you're gonna be lollygagging. Yes, you lollipop kids suck so much, you're gonna be lollygagging. Now, the actual word lollygagging sh- sure means a thing that would be fine. But also... You just said they suck and are gonna gag. That's, that's, real, that's real gross, guys. All right, so... <laughs> Some of us don't have a gag reflex. All right, SmackDown. <laughs> uh, Luke Harper and John Cena t- uh, teaming up. Yeah. Was pretty surprised and yeah. impressed by that. Yeah, it was good. Uh, Naomi, again, just looking phenomenal. Um, so good. It was Lots, a tag lots. team. Her and Becky versus Alexa and, and Mickey. Mickey. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting that they're making Mickey uh, be a heel, by the way. But yes, whatever. I agree. Well, I, they need something. Y'all need to trade some of the heels from yeah, Raw. Yeah, no, just, just mix it all up. It's, it's just, fine. Yeah. You're not watching this. It doesn't matter. But Naomi looked dominant. She looked so good. great. So good. Uh, athletic as always. The Corbin push continues. I just can't bring myself to care, but I'm happy that most of you guys seem mm-hmm. to care. Yeah. Uh, Natalia and Nikki are going to be in the Elimination Chamber. Oh. Interesting. And also there was a tag team uh, call-out. American Alpha was like, Hey, come up here and fight me if you dare. And every single tag team was like, fuck you. <laughs> I'm coming out. And we're, we're all going to get fight. in the ring. It was just anarchy. Like, there's no bell rung. It just right, it was just anarchy. And then when the dust settled, it was Rhino and, and Slater versus mm-hmm. them. But it was still kind of a moment where it's like, we couldn't fit everybody else in. So we no, were, we're just, just like, get in there. Royal Rumble times yeah. three. Okay, okay. <laughs> I love American Alpha. I, yeah, they are adorable. They're a kind of face that you can really yeah. get behind. Like, like one of their families was there in New Orleans, and they showed them going out and hugging everybody. I did. I got a little emotional, especially because yeah. they're a little mixed family, like my yeah. family. Yeah. I was like, "Yo, Daddy looked crazy as fuck with that blonde hair, but you do you. You love your Listen, family." Maybe his dad is a super saiyan. We don't. Know. We don't know. It's unconfirmed. I mean, look at how strong he is. It's true. You have to be strong to have a baby that strong. Right? <laughs> they also, the, the parents don't look like no. they made him. <laughs> no. Like, I was looking at the both, and I'm like, what did you look like when you were younger? Because well, I'm not they, seeing it. And, he, and here's the funny thing, too. Like, they always used to say this back where I grew up. We have a lot of mixed babies where I grew up because we have a, a bunch of military bases mm-hmm. um, from Virginia. Virginia actually has, we were the location of the Loving versus, versus Virginia um state thing to allow interracial couples to get married and we're the number one state for black and white interracial marriages so we always used to joke that like ugly parents make pretty babies because somehow if you're a mixed couple doesn't matter how ugly the two of you are your baby just comes out beautiful and then my parents were fucking beautiful and they were like let's make this baby Uh, good job jeans i'm all right but do you know how many ugly ugly parent having Beautiful babies there where I'm from, looking like lions. So glorious. 
And I can't, I just can't, I came out like this. It's fine, because I have a unicorn horn, and they don't. I really wanted life. Yeah. So that was our first show. It went a little long, so I'm going to cut it off here. My bad, guys. We had a lot of feelings. We, yeah, there's a lot of feels. A lot, a lot of feels, All a lot of emotions. Of it's, it's, you know, post-rumble, man. It's a lot of, a lot of stuff churning. Right. And I do want to hear what you guys think, what you guys would like t- us to talk about, too, for future shows. You know, it could be anything from you wanting to learn the history of a certain wrestler, uh, if you want us to talk about Lucha Underground, Lucha. Um, Lucha. Glow, you heard uh, Tamara mention it, you might not even know what Glow is, uh, Shimmer, um, actual wrestling training, yeah. I can't tell you any secrets because that's against the rules, but I can talk like a little magicians. bit about it. Yeah, and it's not magic anymore. No. Um, so yeah, any any topics like that, or if you want us to introduce ourselves as promos, Instead, you know, any anything you can think of, if you'd like to see it added to the show, please tweet me. I'm 98% sure the handle is Women's Wrestling F because it stands for Women Wrestling Friends. Oh, it would be Women Wrestling F. No no S in there. Mm. Uh, if you can't find that, I'm at Sarah the Rebel. I'm at Misfits Tomorrow. And we'll see you some other time. Future. Goodbye. Bye-bye. 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 B